Well, it's a good thing um, for me. I've enjoyed getting to hear the reports this morning, and um, this watch says 17 minutes till 12. And what you need to know is the wall, the clock on the wall back there says it's only 11:25. <laughs> so I'm going to go with that one. No, just kick. Kidding. Whenever we have these missions emphasis days, we have a lot of things that we want everybody to know about, and and uh, so we don't mind at all take, taking the time to hear about what what God is doing in different part, parts of the world, and what He's doing in the hearts and minds of folks in in this church. Um, one of the things that I've enjoyed being a part of Mel- Melanie Park all all these years is that it's interesting to see as the years go by what God does in the hearts of people. And from time to time, we won't see a lot going on. And then one day, somebody will come up and say, I think God's laying on my heart to go do this or, or that. And, and, and so we're always overjoyed to be a part of those things. And so thank, thank you for your report, Calder, Sari, and, and Millers. You didn't need, need to know that, as Matt said, we will continue to pray for you, you guys as you go on, on your trip. And and I also want to just say thanks to all of you who have been a part of that year-long process of, of collecting all the things and get, getting those things shipped and uh, for the bi- Bibles. Of course, a lot of the things that they said gave me a lot of things that I wanted to talk about. And with 15 minutes, there won't be time for all of that. Um, uh, but, but it just thrilled my heart to get to hear what's going on in the hearts of folks in our church and also to see what God is doing around the world. If you would, turn with me to Psalm 96. Uh, a first for me is actually putting an outline in the bulletin. And uh, so because we won't be able to cover all of the things that you see there this morning, um, perhaps you might use that outline if you like to st- study on your own. Uh, take that outline, that five-part outline, and uh, take Psalm 96. And if you like to dig into God's Word, you'll find those five points there mentioned in the psalm. Um, Psalm 96 has been on my mind for a long time in regard to this day today. And if you'll look at the uh, title there in the bulletin, says, this is our story, this is our song. I do want to take the few minutes that we have left this, 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 this morning to show you what I mean by that, and then you can take this, this information and perhaps spend some time stu- stu- studying it on your, your own. Uh, songs are important to us. Um, if you're married, I bet I could ask your wife, gentlemen, what's your song? What's y'all's song? And she'd be able to tell me what y'all's song is. Guys, if I ask you, what's y'all's song? You'd look at me, uh, you know, there's two or three that we like, but I don't know for sure which one it is. Well, if you call Bonnie's phone, you'll hear one of our songs. Because if, if, if I call her phone, guess what plays? One of our songs. How sweet it is to be loved by you. James Taylor was recording back when we were a lot younger. And so whenever I call her, that's what she hears. Okay? If I had not destroyed my Android phone, if she called me, 
What you'd hear, I got sunshine on a cloudy day. I bet you'd say, what can you know that song, The Temptations, My, My Girl? There she is, right there. That's one of our songs. Here at, at Melanie Park, one of our songs that I love, it's in our hymnal there, Blessed Assurance, Jesus is Mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. And the chorus says, this is my story, this is my song, praising my Savior all the day long. Next month I'm going to round the choir back up. You haven't heard from them in a month now. I'm going to round them back up and we're going to learn a song and we're going to sing for you sometime in the next month or so. It says, when I think about the Lord how He saved me, how He raised me, how He filled me with the Holy Ghost, how He healed me to the uttermost. When I think about the Lord, how He picked me up and turned me around, placed my feet on solid ground, it makes me want to shout, Hallelujah! Thank you, Jesus. Lord, You're worthy of all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise. That may become, become one of our songs after the choir sing, sings that for us in a few, few, few weeks. A little over 3,000 years ago, David either co- commissioned this song to be writ- written by a- Asaph and some of his, re- his relatives, or David may have written this one himself. It's, it's not clear. You find this song, Psalm 96, you find this song uh, also re- 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 recorded in First Chron- Chronicles chap- chapter 16 that perhaps was written by Ezra, and, and he gives us the story of where this song came from. But uh, that, and that's why I wanted us to look look at it this this, mor- mor- this morning because I think this psalm is is a song that we could call our song because of the me- message in, in it. There are two main parts to this song. One is singing pra- praises to God, not only us but also the rest of His cre- creation. And then there are four admonitions that he gives us, four things in this psalm that he says we are to live out and to sing to the world as part of our psalm. So let let me read it. If you would, read along with with me, and I'm going to give you the outline, and you can go do the study. I'm going to read it in a little bit different way. I'm going to read the parts that talk about him first. And then we'll read the parts that talk about how we sing this song to the world. Verses 1 and 2. Sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Sing to the Lord, bless His name. Now skip with me to verse 4. For great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. He is to be feared above all gods. For all the gods of the peoples are idols but the Lord made the heavens. Splendor and majesty are before Him. Strength and beauty are in His sanctuary. Ascribe to the Lord, O families of the peoples. Ascribe or give to the Lord glory and strength. Give to the Lord the glory due His name. Bring an offering and come into His courts. Worship the Lord in the beauty of His holiness. Tremble before Him all the earth. Now skip with me to verse 11. Let the heavens be glad and let the earth rejoice. Let the sea roar and all it contains. Let the field exult and all that is in it. Let all the trees of the forest 
then all the trees of the forest will sing for joy before the Lord. Now you notice that I left some parts, parts out, and, and, and that, that, that's on per, purpose because I want us to talk just, just, just a minute about this song that we sing to Him, this way that we praise Him, give Him, glo- him glory. We can do it with our words, but then those words are tied into a- actions also. And here are the four a- action points. If you go back, back to verse 2, the second half of that verse, Proclaim good tidings of His salvation from day to day. Then go down to, oh, let's keep going, verse 3. Tell of His glory among the nations, His wonderful deeds among all the peoples. Now go with me to verse 10. Say among the nations, the Lord reigns. Indeed, the world is firmly established. It will not be moved. He will judge the peoples with equity. And go to verse 13. Why are the fields exulting and the trees of the forest singing for joy before the Lord? Here's why. For He is coming. For He is coming to judge the earth. He will judge the world in righteousness and the peoples in His faithfulness. Now remember that this is a song, okay? And and we are singing to, 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 to the Lord, blessing His name, because of who he is. Let's turn quickly to Psalm 40. I want you to get a, get a little bit better picture of this, and then we'll come back to our verses. Psalm 40. I want you to see how the praise and the action go, go to get together, how what he does for us turns into what we say about him and do for him. Verse 1 of Psalm 40. I waited patiently for the Lord, and He inclined to me and heard my cry. He brought me up out of the pit of destruction, out of the miry clay, and He set my feet upon a rock, making my footsteps firm. He put a new song in my mouth, a song of praise to our God. Here's what I would like to propose. I would like to propose that the new song that He put in our mouth is a result of what He's done in this case, for David, because he inclined his ear when David cried to him, because he brought him up out of the pit of destruction, because he set his feet on a rock, giving him a firm place to stand, then David had a new song to sing. I would like to also propose to you that we get back to Psalm 96, that this is not a song that we sing to ourselves in the closet. This is not a place we go and hide hide ourselves and say, God, you sure are good to me. God, I praise your name because you're so, so, so great. Look look here at verse 3, Psalm 40, the last part, part of it. He put a new song in my mouth, a song of praise to our God. Many will see and fear. So we can't praise God in the closet, right? That's not what he's called us to. Many will see and fear and do what? And they'll trust in the Lord. Is that amazing or what? Is that amazing or what? Now let's go back to our Psalm 96. You see where the new song comes from? The new song comes because of what he's done. The the new song comes because of who, 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 who he is. The new song comes, the new song of praise comes because of what he's doing on our behalf, 
for us. And then who is the new, new song for? Let's look at the second half of verse 2 here in Psalm 96. Proclaim good tidings of his salvation from day to day. Now, now, does, now does that mean everywhere I go, every minute I'm pre- preaching the gospel? Well, it might mean, mean, mean that, but what's more important is why would we proclaim the gospel day to day? It's because of what he's done for us. It's because of what he's done in, in us. And our song then is a song of praise to him, but our song is also a song to the world proclaiming to them what he has done in, in us, proclaiming his sal- salvation. Verse 3, our song is a song that tells of his glory. And where do we tell of his glory? Among the na- nations. Now you saw the pictures of them drill, 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 drilling the wells. And, and, and you might say in your mind, well, that's just a way to get rich Amer- Americans to go fund a deal so they can drill a well. And you call it a mi- mission trip. Some of you thought, thought that when, when, you saw, saw, when you saw that. I mean, I know you thought that because I think that from time, time to time. What's the mo- motivation? Well, we have friends in different parts of the world who do stuff with this organization also. And you know what happens when you give, give them water? When you dig a new cistern for them, when you drill a well for for, for them, in those cult cultures, they're so appreciative that they then will li- listen. That they they will listen to what you ha- have to say because you've given something to them. And so when I see those groups going out and doing those those things, I'm thinking, you know what they're doing? They're singing a song of praise to their their to their God. It, it's no wonder that the young man from El, South, South, El Salvador was saying, no, I don't want to go back to the United States because everybody in the United States consumes, everything they do consume, consume, consumes them. Well, that's true maybe where he was, but that's not always true. In fact, in this church, I would just like to say, yeah, we're, we're the same in a lot, a lot of ways, but, but also... You know, the reason why I enjoy being in this church is because we, we give. Now, do we give in order to, so we just get more to have more, more stuff? No, that's not why we give, because I've heard the song. I've heard the song of the redeemed here. I see what God's done in your hearts. And, and whenever, whenever we give, I know we're giving because of what God first gave to us. Anyway... It says here to proclaim the good tidings of his salvation, tell of his glory among the nations, his wonderful deeds among the, pe- pe- among the people. Verse 10, say among the nations, the Lord reigns. Now, if we had time, which we don't now, but back up in verse 4 and 5, it talk, talks about God being di- different from the gods. If we were to go to, to Isaiah chapter four, 40 and take a look at some ver- verses there, he gives a very good pi- picture of what... I, I, idols are, what other gods are. And one of the things you find out about reading about these, these are the gods, you know, it says a man will pay somebody to fa- fashion an, 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 an idol. And if they got a lot of money, they'll have them covered in gold. Then they'll make these sil- silver chains and wrap those things around the idol, and that's what they'll wor- worship. Or if you don't have enough m- money, you find somebody who can carve you one out of wood that won't rot, and you put that thing on the shelf, and you wor- work. You worship it. That, that's what it's ta- talking about here in verse 5 when it says all the gods of the people are idols. 
But look at the second half of verse 5. But the Lord made the heavens. So what's different between, from him and the idols that folks might tend to worship? You see the difference? He's real. He's God. That's why he put in this verse 5, the Lord made the heavens. The Lord is different from those idols. Verse 10, say among the nations, the Lord reigns. Everywhere people go from this church to minister, if it's some other city in this country, some other state, some other country in the world, there are going to be people right here in this town. Some of you are in this room. I know that some of you are in this, this, this room. We need to sing to you the song. We need to tell you that the Lord reigns. You know why that's important? You know why it's important that we say to the people, the Lord reigns? Because people left to themselves worship things that aren't real. And so for us to make the de- de- declaration, the Lord reigns, what are we saying? We're saying, as Paul says in, in Romans chap- chapter 8, there is only one real hope. And if you have hope in what you see, if you have hope in your bank account, your good job, the business you own, and all those kinds of things, and that's what people see around you, you see your hope in front of you, and they're seeing your hope in front, front of you. Because your hope is the best that you, 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 you can do. But if our song says to the world, if our song says to those we work with, if our song says to those in other countries, when you go to Zimbabwe, if your song says, the Lord reigns, what did we just say? My hope is built in nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. Okay, so let's get, 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 get to our last part right here. Verse 13. The heavens be glad, let the earth rejoice, the seas roar in all it contains. Let the field exult all that is in it, that then all the trees of the forest will sing for joy before the Lord. Why? For He is coming. For he is coming to judge the earth. He will judge the world in righteousness and the peoples in his faithfulness. If our hope is built in in nothing less, if our hope is built in nothing more, if our hope is only in Jesus' blood and his righteousness, then our song is a different song than the song that the world sings. And why is our song so important? Because he's coming back to judge. If we read John chapter 3, verse verse 16, you know, it says, God loved the world so much that he gave his only son, whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. God did not send Jesus into the world to judge the world, but that the world through him might be saved. That was his first time. The next time he comes, what does John say later on? The next time he comes, he is coming as judge. He's coming as king. When he comes and sets his feet on this this earth, he will be the the righteous king, the righteous judge. And in the end, what does this judgment mean? It means that this earth is going to be destroyed. The earth and the heavens as we know it are going to be destroyed. He's going to create a new, a new one. I, I just got to show this. I was on the back porch this morning listening to 
nature. And I was reading these ver verses, and all of a sudden it hit, hit me. Let the heavens be glad, verse 11. Let the heavens be glad, let the earth rejoice, let the sea roar in all it contains, let the field exult in all that is in it, then all the trees of the forest will sing for joy before the Lord, for He is coming. So the, the psalmist here does what we do sometimes. Let everybody be happy today. Let everybody think on good things today. Let everybody, you know how you, you do that sometimes? You know, you, get, you finish some, 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 something you're saying, and you're kind of saying, let this happen, and you're saying, let's be this, this way. The, 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 the psalmist gives us a, a picture of what's going on with the rest of na nature. But look what he, he says here. Let, him, let the forest sing for joy. They will sing before the Lord, for he is coming, for he is coming to judge. Guess what his final judgment of his creation involves? It involves his present creation being destroyed. But if we go to, if we, if, if we went to, to Romans 8, we would, we would find out that his creation, that now he, Paul differentiates there, he's not, so when he says creation, he doesn't mean you. He talks about you later on around verse 23 or 24, but back up around verse 18, 19, and 20, somewhere in there in Romans chapter 8, he's talking about the, the creation. So here's the, the picture I think we, we see. It says that his creation is groaning. Why is his creation groaning? Because Adam sinned and creation is pay, paying the price. Adam sinned and you and I are pay, paying the price. But look what it says here about his creation. His creation is glad. His creation is, pray, pray, is praising him also. And they know what? They know that they're going to be destroyed by fire. There's going to be a new heaven and a new earth. So if his creation is groaning and longing for him to return as judge, even though they will be destroyed and a new earth built, how important is this song that we let the world know that Jesus is coming as judge? It's important that that be part, part, part of our song. Not only that our song proclaim his sal salvation, and God says he's not willing that any should perish, so why would we be willing that any should, should, should perish? No matter where we are, whatever country we're in, what city we're in, what job we have, part of our song needs to be to proclaim his salvation, to tell of his glory among the, na the nations, no matter where we are. But do we just talk it? Yes, it's in our speech. It's in the way we, we, we live. It's in what, what we say and what we do. And we say among the, na the nations, the Lord reigns. How do we say the Lord reigns? By living the way we believe that the Lord reigns. What is our hope in? That's what, what our hope is in deter de determines wh whether we believe the Lord reigns and whether those who live around us and see us believe that we believe the Lord reigns. Whether they ever believe it or not, do you believe the Lord reigns? Then live as if the Lord reigns. And la lastly of all, know that he's coming as judge. He will reign as king on this earth and he will judge sin once, once and for all. The final judgment for hu humans is to hear him say, depart from me, I never knew you, into outer dar 
darkness, the judgment for his, the rest of his creation is to be burned up and, and re, recreated. Boy, how important is our song? How important is it that we know what our story is? How important is, the, is, is it that we know what our song is? It's seven minutes after 12. Miss Yvonne, if you would come, if you would like to turn to number 443 in your hymnal. We're going to sing one, one of our songs. It says at the end of Psalm 96 that He will judge the world with righteousness and the peoples with His faithfulness. Would you please, since I don't have time this morning, would you please go home and would you please look up some verses that talk about His his, his righteousness and His faithfulness? I mean, this is an incredible statement when it says He will judge the world in righteousness and the peoples in His faithfulness. We don't want somebody judging this world who's unrighteous and we don't want somebody judging this world who's unfaithful let's stand and sing number 43 great is thy faithfulness number 43 in your hymnal if you like the words okay let's sing the first verse together Great is thy faithfulness, O God, my Father. There is no shadow of turning with thee. Thou changest not thy compassions, they fail not. before the world according to His faithfulness. Amen? Amen. Have a great day.